Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Yay, it's a beautiful, beautiful sunny day outside. (laughs) The weather report, again, brought to you by Diana. Hello. So that was a big, long episode about our wedding, and that was a big threshold for me. It was going to change a lot of things, obviously, and it always does, those huge events that happen in your life, right? I just, we just went through, well, all of us in the whole world, have just gone through a huge period of grieving and we're still going through it. So death is one of those huge events and we've had just entirely too much of that lately. So weddings are wonderful and happy and fun and also stressful in different ways and also are a place where you are going to leave something else behind. So along with all of that joy and laughter There must be, and there is, a grieving period for whatever it is that you are not going to do now, now that you are a married person, right? The road not taken, the many roads not taken. And just like postpartum depression, there must be post-wedding depression. I think that's the point of the honeymoon, maybe, is to waylay that, to stave it off. So, off we went to our honeymoon. In Bermuda. And now, if you were to ask me now, like if you could go anywhere and you could take a honeymoon anywhere and spend two weeks making love and exploring and eating delicious things with the person that you love the most, where would you go? I don't think I would say Bermuda now. This is another one of those things pertaining to the wedding where we got advice from people in a random way. So Bermuda, I think, was on the advice of some of the people who lived in Sneedens who were a few decades older than us and who were like, oh, yes, I remember. I went on my honeymoon to Bermuda. It was lovely. It was a little, you know, it was beautiful, but it was a little old fashioned in some funny ways. And yes, we played a lot of golf because I brought my new clubs. Now, if you're getting to know me at all, and this is what, episode 140 here, if you didn't know me before and you're getting to know me at all, Maybe you can imagine that golf is not my game. (laughs) Golf is definitely not my game. It takes entirely too much patience. And I am Quicksilver. I am somebody who just moves too fast and wants to get things done too quickly to enjoy playing golf. I don't know. I haven't mastered the art of leisure. (laughs) I, I just, that is not something that I can do. So golf was difficult for me. But Dave was really excited for me to play golf because he's like, come on, look at you. Now, I'm not a little dainty person, it must be said. 
I am a big girl, and I've always been a big girl. I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit, but I've always been a big girl. I will show you the pictures of me and my cousins where I outgrew them in one year by a foot and a half. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So I've always been a big person. But with that comes power. I was always strong also. Strong like celestial cow, as my mother says. So I can lift anything, you know, hoist anything. Okay, now I'm 60. It's getting to be not so, but it was for a very long time. So when I swung that driver, I could send that ball so, so far. And Dave was like, that's amazing. Oh, look at that swing. It's incredible. We're just going to develop it. You know, and I was like, really? Are we? (laughs) So we definitely played a lot of golf. And that was a source, I think, of a bit of stress because I was like, I suck at this game. It's terrible. I can't do it. But amidst all of those golf games, I think we played like four times in a week. Amidst all of those golf games, we also drove around on a scooter, which was very much fun since he had just started his scooter adventures with my gift. And we went to lots of lovely fish restaurants and ate beautiful things. And we really got around the island quite a bit, which was great. Everywhere we went, of course, we heard the girl from Ipanema. So that started to become our unofficial song, which was fun. And it was lovely, and it was a bit of a break to ease our transition back into, quote, real life, whatever that was going to be. And I don't think we had really entirely thought that through either, because by the time we left Bermuda, where we were going back to was my mom's house. So here we were, newlyweds, living at my mom's house. Not ideal, no. Then... Our friend Sean also moved into mom's house because he was in transition. He actually never finished the Portfolio Center program, he told me, because he had some kind of run-in with the boyfriend of a girl that he should not have been getting involved with. And so he had to make a run for it. So he took (laughs) that last tuition payment and headed for the hills And so he went AWOL and he never quite finished Portfolio Center, but he was going to come up and work in New York City also, just like us, you know, that was the place to go if you were going to be an up and coming photographer or designer or any of those things. You had to, you had to get bled in New York City. So he was there too. And my mom had offered him, sure, sure, come and stay. She has a pretty big and sprawling house. So there we were all on top of each other. And it wasn't ideal, and I know my temper was running hot, and I had to get out of there. And Annie, it turns out, was living in Hoboken, New Jersey, with her friend Anne. So Annie and Anne in the same apartment. And I guess that was also for the fact that Hoboken, New Jersey, is very convenient to Manhattan. There is a train that runs right underneath the Hudson River and gets over to what was the World Trade Center, very quickly it's called the path train and it leaves from downtown hoboken which is hoboken is a little tiny place at least it was when we moved there so it was an easy commute lots of people called it the west west village (laughs) so it was like just a little bit farther over than christopher street and those parts and it was easy to get to so we went to Hoboken and started poking around and looking to live there as well because we we're like, hey, I already have friends there. That sounds good. And we ended up with this incredible apartment. 
real estate was cheap there, guys. This is 1986 and 1987, maybe, you know, the beginning of 1987. And we found this incredible apartment in a newly renovated brownstone. And it was the top two floors of this building at first and grand. And the top floor had a greenhouse window that was part of the living room kitchen area so there was a little kitchen against the back wall and a big living room open area on that top floor and then they had put in a greenhouse window and a little deck outside it and our view was the skyline of Manhattan and we were on the west side so you know sunrises were gorgeous and sunsets illuminated all of the buildings in lower Manhattan including the World Trade Center and it was a fabulous, fabulous view. And then downstairs, there were two little bedrooms and a hallway. So the downstairs was a little cramped and small, but who cared? Who cared? It was amazing, an incredible place. And it was the fourth and fifth floor up. So we did have to walk up. Moving in there was quite a hassle. I think we got Sean to help. I'm not sure. A bunch of people helped us move in. And we settled in for life in Hoboken. It was an easy walk down First Street to the PATH train. Annie was there, and then shortly after that, we sent Sean down to Atlanta to fetch Mary. And Mary moved up there as well. So Mary and Annie and Sean and us and also our friend Art were all living in Hoboken. And we would get together for what was no longer cow evenings, cook of the week evenings, but something like that. We maybe even called it cow evenings. And uh, we cooked together and we'd have meals together and then we'd go out together sometimes to hear music. And I remember that Dave and I had this place that was a favorite, favorite place of ours where we would stroll down, I think it was on Grand Street actually, farther north. And it was a little tiny, tiny restaurant that only served pie. And we loved that place. We would walk down there for dessert to walk off our dinner and make room for pie. But you had to kind of plan it because the pie was incredible. It was huge and tall. And Dave loved lemon meringue pie or key lime pie also. And anything with a big stack of meringue on top of it. And we would always get these two different kinds of pies so we could taste each other's. And then they had a little bit of coffee and stuff. But of course, Dave is not allowed to have coffee at night, <laughs> as we know from taking him to Italy. But we would have some decaf and some pie, and then we'd stroll on back home. And that was such a fun date evening. And yeah, it was a hop, skip, and a jump to Manhattan where we would both be working on getting jobs. And Dave got a job very easily in a place in the village. So his commute was pretty good from Hoboken. It was really easy. He was very close to Christopher Street train station. So it was an easy jump out. And it was an office that he really liked. And he got some wonderful creative work done there. And I was going to be shuffling all over Manhattan, looking for work as a photography assistant. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that next episode. All right. Thanks for being here. 
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com.